Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Today on Parts Per Billion, we talk about Michael Regan. Who is he? What's he like? And what's he going to do now that he's the top environmental regulator in the United States of America? Hello, and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. So you may recall that shortly after Joe Biden was elected, we had Bloomberg Law's Stephen Lee on the podcast to talk about who the new president might pick to lead the EPA. Stephen threw out a few names back then, like California Air Regulator Mary Nichols or Washington State Governor Jay Inslee. But as it turned out, Biden went with none of those people and instead tapped Michael Regan, an environmental regulator from North Carolina. So Stephen's crystal ball was perhaps not so clear. But now he's more than made up for it by scoring an exclusive interview with Regan himself. Yesterday, Regan chatted with Stephen and our Bloomberg News colleague, Jen DeLuey, about what he wants to accomplish as the head of the EPA and how he's going to accomplish it. So this morning, I got Stephen on the line to get a better sense of where the EPA may be headed under its new boss and just who Michael Regan actually is. Michael Regan has been doing environmental policy work for a long time. He is a 44-year-old fellow from Goldsboro, North Carolina. He went to North Carolina A&T State, which is an HBCU, and he then went to work at the EPA on air quality during the Clinton years, and from there he went to the Environmental Defense Fund, which is a major advocacy group. He was operating at a high level and making a name for himself. And then in 2017, he got a big job, which was the secretary of the North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality. And while he was there, he scored some big wins, including a settlement with Duke Energy that required them to clean up 80 million tons of coal ash, which is the biggest coal ash cleanup in U.S. history. So by that point, he had pretty firmly established himself as a guy with a lot of experience and strong credentials. And that's when President Biden nominated him to be the head of the EPA. Now, that said, I do kind of want to put you on blast here, Stephen, because you came on this podcast uh, right after Biden was elected. And we talked about uh, the short list uh, for who he would appoint as the EPA head. And Michael Regan was not on that short list. Uh, So what happened? I thought it was going to be, you know, Mary Nichols or Jay Inslee. You know, where did uh, um, Regan come? Was he seemed like a, a... you know, out of the blue. You know, uh, you're right. I think it, it, it took a lot of people by surprise. It took me by surprise. He was 
as I say, he was a guy who had a lot of credentials, but he was not a guy who was sort of, you know, nationally known. And at least my expectation was that Biden was going to name someone at the EPA who was sort of a name brand person, or at least in the environmental world, which I think Michael Regan was to some extent. But um, it 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 was a surprise. And Mary Nichols, as you say, she was considered to be the front runner for quite a while, and then. In Regan's case, I think it helps that he has been so active on environmental justice throughout his career. That's been a really big focus of his. Um, he is African-American. And um, so I, I, I feel like that was one of the sort of um, criteria that, that Biden was really thinking about when he was, when he was trying to pick someone to lead the EPA. So you and uh, Jen DeLuis spoke with him yesterday. Tell me what he was like. Uh, you know, I I had the opportunity to um, interview his predecessor, Andrew Wheeler, a few times. And, you know, he was actually pretty approachable, but could get a little icy if uh, he, you asked a question he didn't like. Um, what's, what's Regan like? What's his temperament? He strikes me as a nice guy. You know, one of the first things that people always say about Michael Regan is that he is a consensus builder. He listens to everyone. He can bring people together. And you really sense that when you talk to him. You know, he comes across as just a very friendly, kind of affable guy. He's got a really calm way about him that I think is appealing to people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, and you saw some of that on display in his Senate confirmation hearing when he, he really kind of charmed the lawmakers, I think even some of the ones who were ideologically uh, dead set against him. And I look forward, I look forward to having conversations with you, your staff and others on how we get there. I appreciate that. And I think you and I are going to have a lot of good discussions, quite honestly, and I'm grateful for, for your sentiments. I was thinking about specifically and probably in a later round or maybe even um, over coffee sometime, we'll talk more about things like the methane. So not a, not a bomb thrower. No, he, 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 which is not to say that he's not tough because he has been tough on industry in the past. But, you know, David, I think to me this is one of the interesting dynamics that we're going to see play out. We're, we're sort of in this honeymoon period right now where – Democrats and environmentalists are really excited about having this, you know, young, dynamic, smart guy at the head of the EPA. And he hasn't been scuffed up yet by Republicans in Congress or, or by big business because he just started the job. But there will come a time for sure when that will happen. And, and, and there will also surely be times when he will disappoint environmentalists by not going far enough. And of course, that's always a, a, a critical turning point. You know, once a person gets scuffed up a little, does that change the way that people view him or her, or, or does it limit his or her ability to get things done? Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business, 
demands. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. So let's talk about um, your discussion and, and what his to-do list was. Uh, it sounded like he really wanted to talk about infrastructure and, and the recently released Biden infrastructure plan. But one of the most significant things uh, that he told you that, that you and Jen wrote about was uh, that it sounds like uh, he's ready to take pretty significant action on automobiles and auto emissions. Um, what What's he uh, getting ready to do? Yeah, Regan said the administration is on track to propose new limits on auto emissions by the end of July. So right now, the EPA is in the process of rewriting a rule that was put out during the Trump era that, that weakened limits on auto emissions through the 2026 model year. And so to change that, the EPA is going to have to do a new rulemaking. And so that'll take time and there'll be a lot of back and forth with the auto industry we don't know what the proposed rule is going to look like, but just to provide a little bit of context, under Obama, the EPA required new cars to reach 54 miles per gallon by the 2026 model year, and then Trump lowered it to around 40 miles per gallon. So now, if, if Biden wants to put the U.S. on a path to a net zero economy by 2050, which is what they've said they're going to have to not only claw back the Obama targets, but probably outdo them. And that is going to be the challenge. Yeah, that is interesting to see whether he'll just go back to what the status quo was or to get even more aggressive. Um, the other angle here uh, with auto emissions is California, which makes everything more complicated. For those listeners uh, who don't know, California has an exemption that or had an exemption that allows them to set their own auto emission standards just for their state. Uh, and during the Obama administration, California and the federal government agreed to just do one number. Um, during the Trump administration, that agreement broke apart uh, and there was extremely acrimonious. Where does Regan stand on this? Does he want to give power back to California to do its own thing? Uh, what he has said is that he... He is going to look closely at the EPA's statutory authority. Of course, they believe that they do have the authority to do this. Um, you know, it's also interesting that he he didn't explicitly rule out the possibility of emissions rules from the EPA that are so tough that they basically ban gas-powered cars. And going back to California, you know, Governor Gavin Newsom, I think it was last year, said that... Um, the sales of new gas-powered cars are going to be outright banned by 2035. So Regan isn't talking about that kind of thing, but he, he did leave the door open, at least as, as that's what I heard, he, uh, to, you know, really tough rules that would make it, you know, just very expensive for automakers to make gas-powered cars and for consumers to buy them. So it sounds like uh, the uh, disagreements between the EPA and California are... are if not nullified, basically, you know, have been swept under the rug now that um, that Regan is in office. They're they're more or less on the same page or almost the same page. Well, I, and, and, you know, the auto industry uh, actually also supports this sort of compromise approach on vehicle emissions that they did strike in California. So they, they are not totally opposed to making cleaner cars. I, I think that part of the reason for that is that 
you know, they've already spent a lot of money over the years developing more efficient engines. They don't want to see those investments go to waste. I think there's also part of it that that they don't like the bad publicity that goes with rolling back emission standards. Um, so this is really a case where I think Regan's consensus building skills are going to be put to the test. I'm glad you brought up um, the auto industry here because, uh, you know, this was a, a weird dynamic during the Trump administration and now it's still playing out that the auto industry wasn't totally on board with rolling back the the emission standards and now it seems like they're okay with, you know, tightening them again. Do you think that's one of the reasons why Regan made this or is really making this one of the first things he's going to do is because there's not a huge industry pushback here as opposed to some other environmental, you know, agenda items where he would get really, really strong pushback from the private sector. Well, he is a pretty strategic guy. So I'm sure they are gaming out, you know, where can we score some quick wins um, and, and, and where are we likely to have a lot of trouble? But, you know, we also know that this administration is very serious about trying to drive down emissions and transportation is the biggest source of carbon emissions in the U.S. economy. So it does make sense that he would take aim at that. And and it also matches up with Biden's plan in the infrastructure uh, proposal to spend $174 billion to get people to buy electric vehicles. Okay. And finally, I wanted to ask you about... Um you know, rollbacks. You know, one of the first things that uh, the Trump administration did when it came into office was roll back a lot of what the Obama administration did. Now it seems like the Biden administration is rolling back the rollbacks. Um, Do you think that uh, Reagan's first year in office or maybe beyond is just going to be spent kind of undoing what his predecessor did? Or or do you think that there are going to be new policies and and he's going to take the EPA in a different direction? It's not just going to be reverting back to the status quo? I have a feeling they're going to have to do everything. Um, you know, some of the Trump era rules that they want to redo in addition to auto emissions would limit methane releases from the oil and gas sector and clamp down on emissions from power plants. That's a huge one, of course. And then in the category of new policies, I think you could put the Biden infrastructure proposal, which would spend $100 billion on clean energy and $45 billion to replace all the nation's lead pipes, you know, billions to modernize water systems and on and on. And then another new policy uh, is the EPA's heavy emphasis on environmental justice. And just today, Regan gave instructions to the agency's employees that basically told them to bulk up their enforcement of environmental violations in, in uh, frontline and fenceline communities. You know, the Biden administration believes that this is we're in a climate emergency. And so they have so much work to do. And I really think that Regan's managerial and political skills are going to be tested. That was Bloomberg Law environmental reporter Stephen Lee. And that's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check us out on Twitter. We use the handle at environment. That's uh, at environment, nothing else. E-N-V-I-R-O-N-M-E-N-T. I'm at David B. Schultz. If you want to uh, congratulate me on being able to spell environment. Uh, today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, David Schultz, with special help from Chuck McCutcheon. 
Parse Pavilion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle, and our executive producer is Josh Block. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, this is Adam Allington, the host and producer of Uncommon Law from Bloomberg Law. It isn't hyperbole to say that the murder trial of George Floyd is likely to be one of the most significant court cases in a generation. In fact, in the nine months since Floyd's death at the hands of a Minneapolis police officer, the name George Floyd has become synonymous with a growing movement for police reform, as well as a massive racial reckoning that has spread to all corners of American society. As the trial unfolds, the Uncommon Law podcast will be reporting on the trial in real time, or quasi-real time. Given the amount of interest in this case and the impact it's sure to have, we felt that it was important to be part of that discussion. So if you find yourself interested in this case, either in terms of social justice or because of the legal theories and precedents it touches on, or just because you might be on your own journey learning about issues of race and racism, then I think this is the podcast for you. Just click download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.